It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Wendy Sachs is a master of the career pivot. An Emmy Award-winning TV news producer, Wendy's worked at Dateline NBC, Fox, and CNN. And she was also a Capitol Hill press secretary, public relations executive, CNN contributor, and editor-in-chief at Care.com. And in a more random move, she worked as an on-air spokesperson for TripAdvisor. A frequent speaker, Wendy's written about work-life balance and women's issues for multiple publications and appeared on dozens of radio and TV shows, including Good Morning America, Today, Fox, MSNBC, and CNN's Headline News. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her latest book, Fearless and Free, How Smart Women Pivot and Relaunch Their Careers. Welcome to Amy's Table, Wendy. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Well, why, why, why is it important for us to know how to pivot in our careers? Well, here's the thing. I mean, truthfully, technology in the past five to ten years has completely disrupted the workforce. I mean, everything has been touched from from advertising to media to retail even. Every industry has, has been really disrupted by what's happening with digital. It's just transformed the economy, it's transformed the workplace. So we all really need to be able to be agile enough to iterate and to keep switching it up to truly to stay relevant, to have a job. If we're not doing 10 different skill sets, we may not be able to even have a job these days. I mean, there's, so there's so many exciting things that are happening with the digital transformation and the Internet and the democratization of the Internet, but at the same time, if we don't stay on top of new skills and all the new things that are happening, we're really going to be struggling to stay in. Well, you've had a diverse career, to, to say the least. And so is that what inspired you to share this? Was, was pivoting a, a, a plan that you laid out, or did you just <laughs> discover you happened to know how to pivot really well? <laughs> Pivoting was sort of a, that's such a great question because pivoting, I feel like, is, can be both a choice, right? We want to, you know, lean into our passions a little bit more and, and find a more fulfilling career for ourselves. That absolutely is a great reason and a reason that so many of us need to switch things up and we do choose to pivot. But then on the other side, and something I definitely experienced was I lost my job. I got, I, I didn't have a job. I got fired. They couldn't, they couldn't keep me on any longer. And I really started panicking. So this story, Fearless and Free, very much is a very personal story, too. It comes from my own experience of trying to figure out my next move. And you gave me that beautiful bio at the top about all of the different things that I've done in my career, and all of that is great. But, you know, what happens when you lose your job? And that happens all the time to people. People get laid off. There's all these reorganized, you know, companies get reorganized. Companies fold. I worked for a bunch of startups that completely went belly up, and I needed to get a job again. So this story is a very much a personal one, too, of what did I need to do? I realized I needed to rebrand myself. I needed to figure out how I was selling my skill set. I needed to figure out really what I wanted to do next, and how am I going to get there, and who's going to help me, and how can I grow my network and really find some people who can help connect me to the right people? How do I really figure it out? So all a very personal place because I think, like so many writers, we write about what we know. And in my case, I feel like I also write about what I need to know. So ah, good really point. 
Yeah, I love that, what you need to know. Well, it's funny because you are so right. One of my favorite quotes is about success, and I don't have it all at the tip of my tongue, but that basically success is how hard you bounce when you land at the bottom. And I think that you bring up such a good point. Anybody who's feeling complacent, oh, I'll have this job till I retire, is probably living in some false reality. And you almost have to be prepared, and it's not necessarily for the worst now, is it? Because would you say that... That any of the experiences you pivoted to, you would have given up. I mean, just to stay in one place, you you had great outcomes. Yeah, I mean, I think that it is the way that we frame it, right? It is sort of the way we sort of frame our message and frame our our experience. And I have an entire chapter on failure, and you know, it's about embracing failure. And one of the themes of this book is, as I was trying to figure this out for myself. I turn to Silicon Valley because I think we have, as a culture, we, I say that we have a cultural crush on what's happening in Silicon Valley. They're influencing everything that we do, from mm-hmm. the phones that we communicate on, right, how we communicate, social media, social networking, the, how the workforce is structured, everything. And they're touching everything in our society today. And so I turn to Silicon Valley to see what lessons are coming out of there that maybe women could actually use to get further in their career. And there is one in particular that always struck me that I've heard about so often in the past few years. And they almost, they call it like a failure fetish that they have in Silicon Valley, where they truly embrace failure. So the founders of companies, the companies that, that completely go belly up and blow up, those, those people don't necessarily lose their jobs forever. They wind up starting another company. And it's because the people who are investing in those businesses, the venture capitalists, are investing in the human being. They're invent- investing in the talent, the person, rather than the idea of the company. So I thought, wow, why, what if we invested more in ourselves? So when things do don't go when they don't go the right way when we do fail when we do lose our job let's let's take a look at ourselves and rather than the circumstances and really try to turn things around for ourselves so i love the idea of embracing failure i do believe it's part of the journey and we get so much more resilient and we build so much more grit when we come out of that on the other end. Yeah, exactly. And it makes you more interesting, maybe a little more battle-weary, but some people feel better going into the next battle with someone who's been through one before, you know? So will you talk about engineering serendipity? I love this as a concept. (laughs) Explain that a little bit. It is a great concept. So I think that so many of us think of serendipity as that happy accident, right? It's just good fortune. We might... You know, see, uh, even on our Facebook feeds, like, oh, wow, that person always just seems to have great luck. They always land that awesome job. They're, you know, they're just fabulous and the great things happen for them. But actually, and this is another one of these concepts, again, comes out of the startup world in Silicon Valley, where they actually try to create serendipity. They engineer it. They, cre- they create moments for fantastic creative collisions to happen for people to be able to come together where big ideas can suddenly bubble up to the top and break through. And, and these come through, you know, these creative sessions that, that are manufactured, basically, where, where, like, they bring people together. So the idea is how do we create that magic for ourselves? How do we create moments where good things can happen? And so this becomes very strategic. So it's starting about like laying the groundwork. Like let's say you're looking to move into a new direction in your career. 
you start doing your homework on it. Maybe you want to be a designer, and so you're an interior designer, and so you start you know, moving in that direction, and then you start posting some pictures of the work that you're doing. And then you make sure that you go to a networking event or a conference where the people in the industry who you need to meet are going to be there. But now you've done some of the homework. Now you know who's in the room. Now you're ready for that opportunity. And so when you go to an event, you know who you're going to go try to talk to. It's not about standing in the back corner of the room, but you're going to go in with a specific mission for yourself. And then you're, when you, these sort of moments happen, you're allowing good opportunities to happen, and you're prepared for it. And I know I'm speaking such big, bold, broad strokes right now, and it's super vague. Actually, in the book, I really break it down into people's true experiences and how, how you know, people made these amazing things happen for themselves. Right. You've got a lot of insights from others. But, you know, you just said something, though, that made me think, so... Yes, you're saying on one hand, embrace failure, but by preparing yourself, don't set yourself up for failure, you know, set yourself up for success by doing your homework, doing the work. I mean, I think that is so critically important, but here's a problem. You know, you clearly know where you're going. Even when you pivot, you've kind of got an eye of where you're going next. What if you don't know? What about the people who are saying, okay, I feel like, you know, I'm a salmon swimming the wrong direction. Everybody seems to know where they're going but me. What if you don't know where you want to go, need to go next? What are some tips there? Well, I think the first thing to do, and I think so many people are in this position, and so many women are in this position, especially women who've taken themselves out of the workforce because they had children, and, you know, a few years went by, then it became five years and maybe even ten years, and now they're wondering, how am I going to get back in? I used to work in marketing. I used to be a teacher. I used to be a lawyer. What am I going to do now? So I think the first thing to do is to really hone in on what do you think you're good at? What do you like to do? Like you got to start in a place of strength, right? You know, right. what can you do well? And then what maybe is transferable into jobs today? And I truly believe that LinkedIn can be our best friend because if you start going onto LinkedIn and depending on the size of your own network, you know, growing your network online, but seeing the jobs that other people have and what the skill sets are that they have to get there, it starts moving you in a direction. And here's my number one piece of advice, too. You have to act. It's all about action. If we do not act, we become paralyzed. So it becomes every day doing something to move yourself forward. And it's making a few phone calls, sending out some emails, signing up for an online course. There are so many. There's a company called General Assembly that has incredible classes online and all sorts of areas that are very relevant to today's work from technology to design to, you know, all these different areas. Um, start, sign, up for a, sign up for a conference to go to, but make some movement in some direction. And, you know, you start figuring out what you're good at, where you want to be, and then you start designing a path with how to get there. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all up to you. Wendy, this is such a great book and, and so much good advice. Wherever you are in your career, be prepared to pivot. And this book will help you do it with a little bit of style and, and smarts. Um, but you can also find out more about Wendy at her website, wendysacks.com. I'll put a link at amy-tobin.com as well. But the book is Fearless and Free, How Smart Women Pivot and Relaunch Their Careers. And Wendy Sachs, thank you so much. What a lot of great information you shared with us today. Thank you for joining me. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me, Amy. I really appreciate it. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! Q-102.